Hey everybody, hopefully you're having an outstanding Sunday. I'm going to have a little show here and just see how it goes. Hopefully everything is working today. Tried something a little different. I started uh, started the live stream five minutes early, hoping that maybe YouTube would send out some notifications and whatnot. We'll see how that plays out. See, there's a couple of people in here already. First thing I want to just say is if you want to sign up for the text notifications so that you get a SMS text right to your phone, just text DSD Live, all one word, to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012, and that will add you into the SMS list. So that just bypasses everything and you just get a direct notification from me. I do plan to have the phone lines on today. I don't know why it's scrolling. I got to fix that. Anyways, if you want to call into the show today, you can do do that by dialing 1-424-373-5483. That's 1-424-373-5483 or 424-DSD-LIVE on your touchtone phone. Uh, the phone lines, oh, I have to turn on the phone lines. I guess I should hit the start show button, so I shall do that now. And I'll just say quickly that for the folks that missed the Out of Cycle update show, that was that was one of those ones where I just posted it and then took it off. So, uh, so for the ones who caught it, thank you for jumping in. I appreciate it. Uh, that one, until this whole thing is finalized, I won't put that back up just because no reason to add the potential for extra drama in my life. If uh, folks have questions, I can uh, attempt to cover some of that. Oh, I see there is a question about it, so I'll, I'll give a quick, a quick summary here in a moment. Got a few people on here. Let's see. Uh, Defy Dad says, uh, DST, hello. I hope you're doing better. I know it was a rough time on the last broadcast you had. Yeah, that was with the up with the update that he's talking about. So I was just kind of went through the entire timeline on that. David says, DST, been looking forward to your returns. Well, I am a trying to find my new tempo. And plus, I noticed that uh, the, the one thing I don't like about the morning shows is that hour goes by really quick. The other show we did the other day was like two hours. And the ones that I do off, well, because in the morning I have to, uh, I have a hard break where I have to leave. So uh, that's why I wanted to do one today because I figured I could let it run longer and we can kind of just see, see how it goes. And then John says, hi, Dwayne, missed your update on the lawsuit. I was working. Need a quick summary if you get a minute. Okay, so what I'll do on that is just say uh, Monday, last Monday, was my demure hearing. And I was victorious on that. I was trying to get it thrown out on two counts, one statute of limitations, one statute of frauds. They denied the statute of limitations. The judge denied the Statute of limitations, but did sustain the statute of frauds, which means it's over. He, he sustained it without the ability to amend. 
which means they can't try to fix their original complaint. And it's effectively over with, with prejudice, although I took that out of the out of the, uh, what do you call it, out of the proposed summary order, proposed order, not summary order, proposed order. It gets confusing. And apparently all these things have specific names, which, which tends to complicate everything. So, so that is the quick down and dirty. Uh, if you are a member of the Discord, there are uh, there's some more details there. I might have posted that in the member section, though, which is a great time to plug the members, the channel memberships. If you want to support the channel, you can do that by becoming a channel member. Just hit join. On top of all the cool badges and emojis it gives you, it also gives you access to uh, private sections on the DSD Discord. So... Miami Babe says, hey, everyone. Hey, Miami Babe. Glad you could join us. And uh, John also says, that's fantastic. And, you know, someone said I should do, whoops, I got to do it on the other side. She said I should do this. So I will, whoops, I have, I'm doing it again where I have it going on two different sides. But there you go. So, yeah, that's, uh, that is a tremendous weight off my mind. I, what I will say on that is actually I have a I have a little button to to change topics and add a marker. <laughs> what I want to say on that, just as a reminder to everyone, when you finally get past a uh, a milestone, I'll say you you would think that it would be you know, butterflies and rainbows, that everything would just be right as rain, so to speak. And the sad reality is, is it does not actually, typically doesn't work out that way. Hold on, I'm trying to start the show. I didn't hit the button correctly before. And what typically happens is you'll have that initial euphoria for, for having that success. And then the weight of it, since, since you're kind of out of that fight and flight, fight or flight mode for that particular issue, then a lot of the things that you haven't been able to uh, process have a tendency to roll to the, to the forefront. And that's kind of what happened with me as well, which I fully, I wasn't super thrilled about, but was kind of expecting Plus work was just a little more stressful than it needed to be. So my idea of heading out and going camping was kind of thwarted. But but I, I mentioned that because if you hit a milestone to where you have a victory in court or your divorce is final or something happens to where you're like, oh, thank God this is over. And you're thinking and or expecting that it'll just be like, I can put it behind me. And it will be be just great, and I won't have to think about it, and I can just start living my life and hitting the restart button. It typically doesn't work entirely like that. So if you find yourself in a situation to where you're starting to get depressed because you feel 
even worse because you're like, this is over. I shouldn't have to worry about this. It shouldn't be bothering me. I should be great. You know, what's wrong with me? Well, nothing's wrong with you. You're dealing with it the way 99% of everyone deals with these type of scenarios and these type of situations. So give yourself a little bit of a break. Let's see what we else what else we have going on there. Oh, David is the one who suggested the confetti. Thank you, sir. I, I remember I saw that somewhere, and I just couldn't remember who. And Visible Friend says, "Morning, all. Glad to catch you live." Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you were able to catch us as well. We'll see how it goes. See how I I didn't exactly do. Normally, I try to schedule these things out like a half an hour because that seems to be the sweet spot for YouTube to. Uh, to actually get in the the algorithm for sending out notifications. But the topic of this particular video is about getting past the past. And this came up from a question. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go like this. And then I'm going to bring up this email that uh, I received the other day. And it says, hi, Dwayne, I have a question for you, and I'm really battling trying to get past the family, that evil narcissistic mother that raised me, the abuser, and her evil family. I'm really trying to get past this to get free from it, and I am stuck. I meet with a pastor once a week trying to help me unravel all these horrible evil feelings and thoughts and reprogram myself. It doesn't seem to be working. Is there something that I'm not looking at that needs to help me get past these evil beings? So this is a tough one. And I think this is something that, that all of us struggle with to some degree or other, or you know, one, one way or another. And, and what I'll say is the, the first thing that really seems to be the sticking point of really holding, holding you there is whenever the the event or what they have done is still affecting you today. And what I mean by that, because it, it all is affecting, right? I mean, as I said that, you could be like, well, it's always affecting. And I mean, and that's true too. Everything that's happened to me, there's still an effect to it. But what I mean is, is like for this particular person, if I remember correctly, the backstory is is they were cheated out on top of everything else. They were cheated out of uh, inheritance and stuff. So every day when they look at their bank account and their financial situation, they're reminded that these those people, because of their actions and their, their abuse and their narcissism, have made it to where there's a consequence today. And that is really tough. And I, I personally really struggled with that in the early part of the divorce because every day and every paycheck was a reminder of how financially ruined I was. And it was really hard to get past that anger. It was really hard to, to say, okay, you know, if you guys have heard me talk in the past, about rebaselining your life. That's why that's so important. Because until you do that, until you say, okay, I'm hitting the reset button 
And I'm going to basically put all that behind me, let it go and just start pretending like this, you know, my life is starting from this point. It's incredibly hard because most of the time there's a reminder that if there's a problem, but that doesn't mean that you can't get past that. And if you know from, from my channel and, and my older videos where I've talked about this, there was a time where I made my peace with everything and I was still paying most of my, my paycheck to the ex. I still had three kids on the, uh, on the, you know, on the dole, so to speak, still paying alimony, which I still am, but that's a different story. And even with that, when I finally said, okay, if I don't stop ruminating about this, it is going to keep me stuck to these people and I will never have an opportunity to get my life back. And, that, and that's basically what this person is saying. And I've been working with them for a long time via email. And, there, and, I, and I'm sure the catalyst on this is probably something has happened you know, in real life, that's a reminder that, that because of these situations, that's the situation you're in. That makes sense. But you have to, at some point, say, okay, I can't keep ruminating about this because it isn't moving the needle. It isn't making, making them accountable, causing them any punishment, it's not doing anything that is moving the needle to make your life better. And the reality is what's really happening is, is you are still giving them power and control over your life. The second part to this, which is what I just said, is realizing that every moment that you stay stuck in that old view of your life and ruminating, you are effectively letting them win. They don't even know it, right? I mean, it's not like they're, they're sitting there. It's almost like gift with purchase. They're able to realize, you know, yep, they are still angry and bitter and their life is tainted because of what I was able to do. And the reality is they love that. The other reality is that when you're able to break free from that, it drives them crazy, which is part of the reason why I think I was sued in the first place back on that other topic. So what I would say for anyone suffering with this and with the person who brought that uh, or sent me that email, it takes time. You know, don't, don't get wrapped up in the thought that because you haven't been able to unwind from it, that you're, that you're fundamentally flawed and you will never be able to get to break free from it. I hate to say this, but to be perfectly honest, it took me a couple of years to do that. And once you start taking your life back and if it, you know, things start getting better, I guess it starts to build, build upon itself. Now, on that, I will say, you know, for the for what I was dealing with for the last few months, that was that drug me back down into the past. 
I still was doing okay, but there was still an emotional hit on that, knowing I had to deal with it, knowing I had to think about it. The difference on that one is they were forcing the issue because of the lawsuit. Whereas whenever you're just ruminating on something and they're not actively doing something, you're just giving that, what is it? The, 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 uh, giving them free real estate in your head, in your mind, in your heart. So let's see. Ideology says ruminating in the past keeps you stuck in the past. I don't have any answers for this other than just move forward and don't look back. Growth is pain. Yeah, you, it, it's tough. You know, you just have to basically say, okay, all right, it happened. Like radical acceptance. All right, this is my scenario. This happened. I can choose to stay in the past and, and guarantee that I will not be able to move forward or I'm going to press the button and move forward. So anyways, hopefully that was helpful. Let me do this. All right, we will move to another topic. <laughs> uh, you guys will have to let me know what about the stinger. Now, the cool thing about that little graphic is it also puts a timestamp with a segment break in it so that maybe I can use it as chapter markers in the YouTube video. I don't know. So this is a great opportunity to hit Jeremy's questions. Jeremy says, question, how do you get your kids to stand up to the narc? Ooh, that's a good one, Jeremy. I, huh. Hmm. Okay, so that's a tough one. And one, I would say, I would not recommend you talking to your kids specifically on how to fight with the other parent, because I'm assuming that's what the, the underlying topic is. Because that's, that's a dangerous game to get into. However, what I would do is try to show them, pattern them good behavior on how to have appropriate, healthy interactions with other people. Utilize school friends and people other than the other parent on appropriate behaviors and how to have healthy boundaries. And that's where, that's where it would really work is where you're basically teaching the kids to have healthy boundaries to stand up to anyone who's trying to violate or push the boundaries. But I would be very cautious of encouraging them to, to actually, you know, well, when your mom says this or when your dad does that, then you need to do this. You know, you need to say, if you do that, I'm going to call the cops. You know, don't, don't, don't do that. So, cause that's just, you know, that, that starts getting into an area where things get uh, more complicated. That can also be used against you as if you were trying to do alienation. You know, I mean, don't remember that these folks, once they realize about the whole NPD thing and they start doing research on it, they always use the words and the patterns and all the different NPD type stuff that's out there against you. So just be careful of that. Jeremy, let me know if that answered your question. Illuminating Manuscript says indifference towards the ex's ex-narc is key. Yeah, basically gray rock, you know, don't don't fight fall into their into their drama and be careful of 
taking the bait. So you go on to say, the narc manipulates the kids just like they do everyone else, but the kids will learn in time, but you can't force the understanding on them. Just be the best dad you can be. And I actually said, that's, that's key. <laughs> that is key. So very well said. Oh, Jeremy goes on to say, I should have said subtly help them. Then I think what I just said, that's what you do. And that's kind of the, the approach I took with my kids is I would use examples that they were having with relationships at school and, you know, what's appropriate behavior. And uh, for a while there, they were doing this thing where they were talking about abusive and emotional abuse and stuff. Somebody was coming in and having uh, training briefings. I'm not sure how you would, what you would call it with the kids where they would, you know, talk about scenarios that, that kids are going through and relationships and abusive behavior and manipulative, manipulative behavior and ways to deal with that and recognize that. That, that worked out really well because it was a way to segue into having healthy boundaries, you know, talking about them that you, you shouldn't put up with negative behaviors, that you shouldn't, shouldn't uh, what's the word I'm looking for, normalize that type of behavior. And I know for me personally, that is exactly what I did when I was a little kid. And as I grew up, I just assumed that that's just the way life is. So when people were pushing boundaries and being manipulative and basically being not great humans, I thought that that behavior was normalized. So it's normal. It's unfortunate, but everyone does it. So it's normal behavior. So I can't expect anyone not to do it. I didn't realize until much later that uh, I unfortunately had surrounded myself with toxic people and I was a magnet for it because I didn't have healthy boundaries. And I would engage with people or when people would engage with me instead of saying nope and stopping it or not, you know, not having further contact I would be like, well, you know, these this parts the, these parts of the person are okay. This other stuff is is you know that's just that's just how things are. So, anyways, hopefully that was helpful. Let me go ahead and take that off the screen. Wise chat manager says pretty much all you can do. They have to decide when and if they have those boundaries established. Now. Um, to dovetail on that, it's really hard for children to push those. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to think because it wasn't so hard for the kids to do that to me. They were pretty good early on poking me in the eye. But it took a long time before they would start standing up to their mom. Pretty much they had to get into their teens when they would finally say, no, this isn't going to. And that's when things actually kind of calmed down for me in my situation is once all the kids we're basically teenagers, then a lot of the stupidness would stop because the kids wouldn't play into it. The problem in, in the past is they wouldn't, you know, when the other parent would say, oh, this is what you want, they would just shut up and not say anything for fear of being, you know, for fear of the conditional love being taken away if they didn't appropriately act so that uh 
that creates that creates uh, a little bit extra drama. But once they get older and they're like, no, wait a minute, I want to do this or I'm not going to play this game, things get got a lot better. Let's see, I think I missed. Jeremy says to Wise, I'm going I'm I'm doing that just hoping they aren't 30. You know, it's funny you say that, Jeremy, because there was a period of time when I was you know, a lot of the techniques that I talk about, let me pull this up on uh, on the channel. In my mindset for narcissistic abuse recovery, a lot of these things basically came about from trial and error and pain. And I do recall a time when I, I really thought I'm doing all this and it may not have any effect until the kids are 30 or 40. And there were times where I was like, man, I just, I just don't know if I can sustain this without any indicator of, of it working or things changing, but I just kept at it. And fortunately, things did change. Things did start to get better, and I started recognizing it. Again, that's one of the things or one of the reasons why I do this channel is because I think having that example and putting it out there so that you know that you are not just beating your head against the wall, that there are ways to get, to gain success, to see that from my experience, to see that from people in the comments, uh, in the comments in the live stream, comments in the videos to where you're like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. There's other people who've been through this and these techniques have actually helped. So it makes it a little easier to take the initial, the initial pokes in the eye that you're going to get to finally get to the point where you feel like you're making some progress. Tundra Woman says to Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, we're kids. We are kids, my friends, adults. We're kids. All right, hold on. Gosh darn it. Jeremy, we're kids, my friend. Adults can't handle these people, and kids don't have adult agency. And no, the courts don't help us at all. Just listen and support them the best to your ability. Great comment. Sorry I butchered it, Tundra Tundra Woman. So, but yeah, that's, you know, that's a great point. And I normally, I, I, I've talked about this in the past, it's like for me, it was really hard for me. It took me two decades to finally say enough is enough. I mean, I was what in my 40s, two decades of living in this chaos before I finally was able to accept that, man, this isn't right. It's, it's even harder for kids to accept that one of their parents is seriously damaged so to speak so great point ideology says you'll know you raise your child well when as teenagers they'll <laughs> they'll uh call the narc out and you <laughs> yeah i i really do think that that Things change when the kids get older and they have, well, I guess someone said agency, that they have more agency and they stand up for themselves. So 
That is a great comment. Oh, and just to add something else in there, just know that when kids get into their teens, they don't magically become great humans. They have extra issues that they're dealing with that are going to complicate things as well. So it's not that it's going to be a, a bucket full of rainbows. It's still going to be, it's still going to be complicated, but uh, it'll be different. Linda says, the normalization, the struggle is real. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the, the important part about channels like this and this information getting out there is to recalibrate what normal is. Because until we do that, if you still feel that toxic behavior is normal or you being treated like that is what you're worth, then it's going to continue. It's like we have to put a pattern interrupt and stop it so that it doesn't so that it doesn't continue. I pinned a comment earlier. If you have a question directed at me, just type Q with a dash so that I can see that you're trying to get my attention and I will cover that. Just looking through looking through the comments. Y says, even if they only get on the boat at 30, that's still an accomplishment if you can hopefully break the cycle. You know what? That is spot on. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the confetti button. Absolutely wise. That is spot on. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? We're, we're hoping to break the cycle of this pattern of, of toxic relationships and and abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, and stopping it. And hopefully having our kids be able to recognize healthy relationships and take a stand and take their life back. And I, if they can do that before they are get married and have kids and have a nasty divorce, then we have been successful. I mean, I do, I do kind of, con I'm concerned because it seems like every relationship ends in divorce nowadays. I don't know about you guys, but I think when I look at it, the, I only know one person who's been married to who, you know, the same person for the, forever when they didn't have a marriage before and they didn't have a marriage after that they married once and they've been with that, with that person. Huh. That's interesting. Stand by one. That's weird. My my audio visualizer is showing sound on the call in line, but there is uh there's nothing there. I don't know what's going on. But and on that, what I will say while I'm trying to troubleshoot this, if you do want to call in, you can the number is going across the screen. Bluetooth, Bluetooth. Huh. I am not entirely sure what's going on there. Anyways, uh yeah, it's one four two four three seven three five four eight three. If you want to dial into the show, anyways. Tundra Roman says, "Hey, it took me until I was thirty to sever ties completely with my monster. 
She spent the rest of her despicable life trying to destroy me. Didn't work, but kept her off uh, dad's butt. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, these, these people do not want you to have any peace or joy, and they want to try to hold on to it. I mean, I mentioned that before when I had had those conversations with the Department of Child Support Services way back when in the day, whenever uh, I got, when the ex was trying to say I was a deadbeat and trying to get them to come after me. And I'm like, what in the world? And they're like, you would be surprised at how many people who are, who are happily married in a new life and their, and their ex gets in a relationship or gets married and they're calling up the Department of Child Support Services saying, you know, you know, can I get, you know, just trying to like, what can they do to wreak, wreak havoc? So, but see the, the, the benefit to that, not the benefits isn't the right word, but the, the gem in that topic is that these are miserable people and they don't ever find and achieve peace and joy and tranquility. They live in a constant state of chaos and trying to basically pull everyone into that drama and chaos. Whereas we can break free from that, eliminate that from our lives, take our lives back and enjoy that chaos-free existence. Existence. Let's see. Jeremy says, mine are 14 and 17 Already lost the 17-year-old, trying to help the 14-year-old have boundaries and be a good human. No, that's good, man. That's what you got to do. And uh, I guess the, the question on the 17-year-old is when you say lost, I mean, are you actually getting poked in the eye? Are they just ignoring you? What is the, you know, what does lost look like? Because it can, it can be, it can be, I guess what I'm trying to say, I could say in some ways that I've lost some of my kids because of some actions that have happened. However, at the same time, I don't think I've lost, right? So it is a little bit of perspective. So it's a good time to mention the Discord. Hold on, let me do this. So Y says, have you mentioned the Discord? I did kind of, but I'll go into more detail. We do have a DSD Discord server. A Discord is a, is a pretty cool service. If you want to, that's also free, right? I'm able to host this, and I've been able to host this for like the last five years or so. And it hasn't cost me anything, and it gives us a way to communicate off of YouTube. Uh, you don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be like on Facebook tied to your name. You can have an alias on it. You do have to DM, direct message me to say, that you want access, otherwise I won't let you in. And uh, you can vo video chat with people on it, you can talk to people on it, and you can find the, sh uh, the invite link. Uh, the easiest way is to go to the DSD Dad's Surviving Divorce YouTube page, which actually I got, the, I got DSD. So if you go youtube.com slash at DSD, it will take you right here. And if you click here for the and more links, you will see that there's a button for Discord. This is an invite link for the Discord server. You only have to hit it once. If you have Discord, then it will add the server into your, into your list. 
If you don't, it'll prompt you to create an account. You only have to do it once. And then after that, you either open the, D the Discord website, the Discord app on your phone or the Discord app on your computer, and it will, it will be in there. And uh, the other way you can do that is by going to the Dad's Thriving Divorce uh, .com website, which I could not get dsd.com there, so I wasn't able to do that. And you can click down here and get an invite link as well. So thanks for mentioning that, Wise Chat Manager. I appreciate that because I always tend to forget. David says, DSD, as the kids get older and their personalities change, it will make it easier to step away from the drama. True. As long as they don't dive into that drama and make it part of their identity. Unfortunately, sometimes kids do that uh, and hopefully they grow out of it. So, so you got you to gotta be patient with them. I mean, personally, I hate drama. It is, I am so sick of drama. Tundra Woman says, at 17, your kid is working on the psychology task of individualization. Ugh, easy for me to say. It's common for them to pull away from their parents. Please remember, the rest of the story hasn't been written. That is a great point. So that's why I was saying it, it really depends on what exactly it looks like. And I see Jeremy, actually, I'm going to jump down here. So Jeremy says, no contact, their choice with me and my family. So here's the other pivotal point on this is that 17-year-old still living in that house, right? And because of that, the expected norm is still going to remain, right? I mean, it could be that the 17-year-old, just for their own sanity and peace, it's like, you know what, I'm going to sever ties because if I don't, the other parent is poking him in the eye. I mean, I see that. It's, it's weird, right? Because, again, talking about my situation, how I could look at as things as a victory or not, when the kids are, I'll just use my youngest. When the youngest is with me, they spend a lot of their time texting their mom. Even on our trip, every time we had coverage, you know, it was like bloop, 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 bloop. I'm like, geez, you know, whereas I text and typically, you know, I'll get an answer four or five hours later. Very rarely. I mean, if they happen to be awake and on their phone, they might uh, answer me immediately, but most of the time it, it, it isn't. So if I'm comparing those two, then I could say, well, you know, obviously I'm losing because they won't ever reach out to me very rarely, which I mean, I'm over exaggerating because it does happen, but it is, it is rather remote when it does. And, uh, but again, whenever they're with me, they typically are on a hyper active texting rampage with the other parent. So it's, it's, it's a lot about perspective. So I would say, Jeremy, I mean, that's not great, right? But um, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's forever. Now, if they have said, don't ever contact, well, 
I had a, I have a person I was coaching on this where his, his 17 year old said, I hate, I don't know if they said, I hate you, but it's like, I never want to hear from you again. Do not ever write me, you know, you're whatever, you know, poke in the eye, poke in the eye, poke in the eye. And the guy said, okay, fine. I'm not, I'm not happy about this. I'm not going to push it, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with what you said. And their comment was, yeah, see how long that lasts. Right. And he did, he backed off. And the crazy part is, is a few months, maybe a month or two later, his 17-year-old started sending these random texts. Not, I hate you or anything like that. It was like, you know, hey, I was thinking about this or remember when we did this or whatever. Opening up that door. I need to check with him to see how things have, have gone. So sometimes you just have to step away and give them the opportunity to reach back out. So... I mean, we shouldn't have to deal with this. It's not right. But unfortunately, sometimes, oftentimes, we find ourselves in these situations. I think I saw a question. So, uh, Auntie, if I said that correctly, says, uh, Hi, Dwayne. How do you think about that uh, how old was your children when they realized that something wrong happens? So this is a really good, and I'm I'm glad you brought this up because this is a cautionary tale as well. Late teens is typically when it happens when they start to see things and they start to ask questions. I made the mistake with my son when those conversations started happening thinking, aha, he gets it. I can now start talking more freely about what's going on and what's really happening. That was a colossal mistake, and I do not recommend you do that. Keep it. Do not use that as an opportunity to basically go all in on what's happening. Because what happened in my scenario, this was around the senior year, senior year of high school, is when when he actually when he turned eight, he turned eighteen in the middle or uh, in a senior year birthdays in February turned 18 and everything changed. It went to complete crap. And my relationship with my 18 year old, which was really strong and it felt like we were really on a good trajectory just fell off a cliff. And it took, uh, it took probably God, maybe a year to turn that around. So even when your kids start realizing, and if they say something like, you know, why does mommy do this? Don't take that as an opportunity and say, well, little Timmy, you know, narcissistic personality disorder, and these are the behaviors and blah, 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 blah. Just be, step back a little bit. If if you're into or like therapists, I know a lot of you don't, then that might be an opportunity for a therapist to work with them on that. So it's not you saying stuff because what happens is kids don't want to believe this stuff about their parent. And what happens is if the other parent recognize or realizes what's going on and is able to kind of flip the script, script, then you look like the bad person that was trying to destroy and or poison the relationship with the other parent. And they're so desperate for that relationship to exist anyway. So any breadcrumbs they get, they are going to gravitate toward. And it's going to make things really complicated. 
So do not do that to yourself. And somebody, uh, I had uh, some, I had some advice back then that I was oversharing, and I wish I would have listened to it. But I thought everything was going well, and uh, I learned, and I did not do that with my with my younger two kids. So now my relationship with my son is fine now. I'm actually really proud of him for the fact that he's recognizing toxic. Now he's had to go through some to- toxic relationships experience that, learn from it, and now he's able to make better decisions and recognize toxic scenarios and realize he doesn't have to to live in it. Now, there's still an effect. I mean, there's still, there's still, you know, that drags him down and stuff like that. So, you know, there's still some residual, residual from that. Anybody wants to call into the show, 1424-373-5483. That's 1424-373-5483. So actually I'm going to change my my transition thing here. How do I do that? Not there. Not there. Not there. Maybe here. All right, we'll see how that works. So Johnny says, my kid is 13 and mildly autistic. Been stuck to my hip 13 years and I thought I was in in the clear. Other side took advantage and basically bought her, bought her. 13-year-old girl to uh, go to who showers them with most stuff. <sighs> yeah, sorry, man. That's tough. Sometimes that happens. You know, I mean... Technically, I think I did more stuff for my kids and it, it, well, I wasn't trying to buy them, but, uh, the, you know, the ex never really did that and they sure did gravitate. I think a lot of it falls into the fact, like I was talking about a moment ago, where kids are so desperate for those breadcrumbs from a toxic parent that any sign that they're getting something from them, they just gravitate towards. So I'm looking at the, oh, we got a caller coming in on line one. I'll wait for that to queue up and then I'll go to that. Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to highlight that question. So I'll get back to that in a moment. All right. Oh, it's processing the audio. Standby one. It's taking longer than I thought. Jeremy says, I'm okay with the 17-year-old. It's really the 14-year-old. Thanks for the help. Well, hopefully that helped. All right. I am going to pull this off. And I'm going to go to line one. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, Dwayne. Hey. I don't know why my internet connection is bad and the stream is is stalled out for me. Oh, no. Um <laughs> yeah, so I didn't mind listening earlier. It was just fine. Um, 
Yeah, it's still the same situation with me. Um, again, I'm I'm hoping that I don't somehow get to be in your situation. Yeah, exactly. um, I was actually caring for my father just yesterday, and that was really tough. Our our church at local uh, state conference, and I like for the session last night. I was just like, nope, it's it's too much. Just trying to get dinner to my father, trying to make sure that there's no surprises later the next day, that sort of thing, you know. You can imagine with an art mom, oh, you have to do this, X, Y, Z. Oh, well, and she's going to have to wait. She's going to have to wait. <laughs> well. So I know the my last mother, time. My you, narc mom's trying to call me right now. <laughs> I, I know the other day. Thank you, Julie. When you jumped on, you had said that uh, your dad was uh, like maybe a turn, make, taking a turn for the worse. So I, I guess he's, did he stable? I mean. If yeah, well, it, he, he caught a cold. Okay. And uh, if you know anything about Alzheimer's, the just catching something like a cold can just like basically flare up symptoms. Oh and yeah, that's what happened. Oh okay. Um, but but more on topic, you know, my mother is telling me the other day, "Oh, your sisters are pressuring me really hard to get uh, get care for your father," and and I said, "Well, guess what, Julie and I, we we agree with them." Right, and so she's slowly coming around. But oh, the answer is twenty, twenty hours minimum, and and blah blah. And then proceeded to whine and cry about uh, the caregiver of the, their neighbor next door. Mm-hmm. Like oh shit, I'm not going to pay them for them just to do their. And I'm like oh my goodness. Hmm. They should not. I'm worried for you, but your audio but, is yeah. really dropping. I'm yeah. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Sorry about that. No, that's me just drop dropping out a little bit bad. Okay. But, um, and it's probably better that the the live stream didn't hear everything I said it, in case it comes back to bite me. Right, right. Um, well, I tell you what. Do you have a Do you have a question I'm, or something you want me to to cover or or um, provide some thoughts on? I'm I'm trying to ask you a good question without you know possibly incriminating yourself because I I've got to imagine this is something that others in the chat are dealing with even if it's not the big issue at hand. It's what they are. Yeah, yeah. well, ask and if I can answer yeah, it, I will. Usually I... a narc. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm just trying to figure out what to do next because basically I told my mother, I said, we can only do much because it's not my just my wife and I. There's um, one sister that lives in town. The other two, they they spread spread out. One's in Denver, one's in, um, in the greater Salt Lake area. Uh, and so they can't be on hand immediately. But I said, you know, this is this is limited. Uh, we can, we're, you know, and I'm glad to help. Actually, it's just those um, resources are petered out. I guess to to relate it back to the chat is is there a way that we can remind ourselves? Hey, things are limited, even when it seems like we're just desperately on the hook. And 
and of course the narcissist is not going to make the right choice and 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 you're you're basically talking about helpful. the guilt that they try to place place on you to make you do yes. more than you yes. can actually and do. See, the thing yeah. is, it, it yes. yeah, yeah, no, I can, I can, I can. And when you out. know it's covert narcissism, they never tell you. So it's oh, really yeah. hard to explain to other people. It's it's just things in subtle ways that yes, I know. I don't think she's ever asked. It's just expected, and again, to a certain extent, why. I enjoy doing it. I have to tell my mother, it's like, this is not an imposition. This is a way that my wife and I can have a nice dinner with, with dad. And if I'm, you know, making up then the kids have the leftovers afterwards and they are completely fine with that. They're 21 and 16. And I've said, you know, this, this is, this is fine. There has, you know, when, circumstances allow and they're up to it sometimes they join us not very often but sometimes they do and i would imagine you know for the others that, that sometimes just you know going with these arrangements even though they're not ideal we have to remind ourselves hey this is the best we can do yes they're still going to be a mess the narcissist will always narc and always complain about how things aren't ideal or right, whatever. Right. Okay. But that you do the best that you can. Yeah, no, I have thoughts on that. I mean, here's I, the thing. I think it really comes down to having a healthy boundary that you actually stick with, right? So if it's something that you want to <laughs> do and they're trying to guilt you saying you will, you know, trying to talk you out of doing it, then... Or, or, or even the other way, if it's like, well, you don't ever come by, you don't ever do this. You know, you have to, in your mind, basically establish, like, what is your boundary? What you're willing to do and what you're willing not to do. And then always go back to that. So when they're guilting you and you're feeling, you know, you're starting to feel bad about it, you know, I would even say write it down. You know, make, make a, a little, you know, piece of paper or in a Word doc or, you know, whatever, and just put down what the boundaries are. So that you can go back and review to it and say, okay, well, they're trying to pressure me to do this. And I've already established in my own mind that that is something I will not do. And you just stay firm in it. Does that, you understand what I'm saying? That makes sense. That is what we're, that is what we're doing. Awesome. I not just the hard limits, but where I was talking about on another live stream, um, the exit strategies. What you can say to say, hey, I've got this going or right, right. you express your limit, but in a way that the narcissist is yellow rock for them. Oh, OK. Well, yes, of course. Right now, in that scenario, um, just to just clarify, and I know and I know we did talk about that in a, in a, a streams a few, you know, a few sessions back. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I would not recommend if someone if you're in a you know, you're in a family gathering or whatever and it, the, the the your boundaries are being pushed saying, you know, making it a big, big issue, have a, have your exit strategy already planned nope. that you have an appointment that you have a hard break that you have to go, you know, or whatever, so that you can, you know, so you're not making it specifically about that. I mean, there's a time right. to try to establish and communicate that boundary, but unfortunately with toxic narcissistic people, they love to push boundaries and normally those conversations don't go well. So what helps me, Dwayne, what's been working if Julie and I discuss it, 
you know, what the boundaries are, what our extra strategies will be. That way we can adjust them for the particular um, circumstances and things like that. That seems to work well. And I'm going to hop off me for a second. Maybe she can go back to the chat. I know uh, yeah, yeah. Wise was asking about. And actually, we have another caller. So and I mentioned I'll, offhand. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll let you go. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Dwayne. Appreciate it. So, yeah, I mean, boundaries are really key. And I do, I do think that if you write them down and you kind of codify them in your own mind so that you know exactly where your, what your target point is, it'll help you stay on track on that. And I am, I'm going to go to line two, standby one. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, hey, how's it going? Not too bad. I I have an interesting question and an interesting situation. Before you say that, I just have to say this. The audio to text says, why is Chuck manager? So I know it's wise chat manager, but that's hilarious. I had no idea who this was going to be. So go ahead. (laughs) The floor is yours. It's always fun to watch what computers do with things that we say. Absolutely. I'm dealing with the family court system, which we all do. And the problem I'm running into is a lack of responsiveness. And when I say lack of responsiveness, either everybody's incompetent, which I find unlikely, or somebody's intentionally throwing roadblocks in. And when I say roadblocks, I mean, I file something, nobody does anything with it. Or something gets served, but they don't update the system to show that it was served. Hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. Or, you know, you try to get a form, right. but nobody calls you back, and you have to call the chief court, uh, clerk's office and leave a, a voicemail. And it's like, oh, this sucks. Because the other option is you go into the court, you spend half your day there. Right. They keep telling you the person's on lunch. Well, two and a half hours later, I don't know what kind of lunch break they get, but that's not typical. So... Are you so doing everything when you file things? Well, maybe how to deal with that? Yeah, actually, I have some thoughts on that. So let me ask you a question first. Are you filing all the paperwork yourself? Like you're physically going down and you're you're giving it to the to the court? Are you doing it electronically? Oh no, I'm doing it all physically because if I do it electronically, it'll disappear even quicker. So, really, okay, that's that's interesting because what I noticed for me, and because I was kind of in that dilemma with. With not necessarily, I mean, this last thing isn't family court, but uh, the civil court, I ended up just using one of the electronic e-file servers that would interface with the court and then just did everything that way. And I could see when it posted. So, I mean, the, the e-service server service would tell me whenever the envelope was accepted or rejected. Like, so if I submitted something and I did, there were times where I submitted something and it's like, you know, you use the wrong font. Okay, it wasn't that stupid, but but it was like, you know, you used the wrong form or you didn't, you know, you didn't create it correctly or you did whatever wrong. They would reject it and say that and I could correct it. Now, if I had to do that going down to the courthouse, that would have been a nightmare. And I mean, like you said, it would take you I mean, you would have to go down every day or every other day and spend hours to try to get an answer. So would you be willing to try seeing if there is an electronic way for you to file your stuff in your state? Well, there is. The problem is, is you got to have the proper form and you can't get the proper form because it won't call you back. 
Like I've went over their site a couple okay. of times now, trying to find now. It. Now that I'm at the point where I'm probably just going to pay an attorney to hand me the right form. Be, which be, is before you do that, retarded, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. Hold on, let me let me pull this site up. So, and I'm going to see if I can get a uh, an affiliate program with these people. I'm trying to make sure it doesn't log yeah, in and dox me. But this thing, the just answers. Uh, I've been looking at that and I've used that before actually. So yeah, that's really what I just good. pulled up. This just answer service. What I've started using this for, um, and I'm going to use this for when I start doing the family court stuff. Like I would go to them and say, I need to do this. What do I file? And they would say, the title is this. You need the, and actually they were like, you need this form. You need, you know, you need to do this and this. And it was really helpful because there was a lot of things that I didn't understand. And that the attorney, you can kind of see it right here. This is my my favorite attorney, Matthew, right here, and he, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and he um, was able to point me in the right direction. Now he wasn't going to write anything for me, and he didn't, you know, I mean, he if I if he wanted if I wanted him to review a document, he wanted more money. But I think if and this is an attorney in your state, so Matthew is licensed for California and he's a civil law attorney. And then I have some other ones where I was asking questions from family law and stuff like that. So I would try that to see if they can point you in the right direction of what, whoops, that did not work the way I wanted it to. I wanted to go back to that screen. Sorry about that. Um, to, uh, to see if that helps. Right. Cause I was kind of, I mean, honestly, I was in the same boat you were at where I was like, crap, this is so freaking frustrating and I'm not making any progress. Am I going to have to hire a freaking attorney just because I can't, you know, I can't navigate this, this nightmare. Did I lose you? Yeah. Did, I mean, okay, it, cool. it really is kind of ridiculous, you know, because when you deal with like in my, in my particular state, the state Supreme court, everything's documented. It's so simple. They even have like self-help packets. They'll hand to you. Right, and right. When you get to the family court, it's kind of like you're on your own, unless you try to go the domestic violence victim route, in which case they actually have somebody sits down and writes it for you. You know, um, suffice it to say, uh, I can't do that. I'm trying to remember what this is. This is current. There, most courts also have like a library that you can talk to people at, and then there's a I can't remember what the name of it is, but. There's people that will help you work on your document. They won't give you legal advice, but they'll help you file the right stuff, make sure your package is correct. And that's across the board. I mean, everyone can use that. I mean, even my local little little branch of the courthouse has, I'm trying to remember what that is called. If anyone knows in the comments, uh, court services, let me see if I can, if, what it's called. Yeah. Cause we have the law library and they're really good for handing you the right forms and stuff for, uh, you know, state Supreme. But unfortunately right. they don't touch family court with a 10 foot pole and oh, really? I don't blame them because I'd rather not either. Well, Hey, what I will say is, um, on that just answer, I did specifically go for a family. I mean, the, when I was asking questions about the, the alimony and stuff, that's what I use. I went to, and I'm going to go back to them and ask a question of like, okay, how do I file to ask for this to be removed? Uh, now, granted, I haven't done it yet, so maybe I'm not going to get a good, good, uh, a good response. But I'm that. That's my plan going forward on my next on my next legal hurdle, which will be in family court. 
Yeah, I, I anticipate. So the, the gist of it is at this point, I'm dealing with a protective order I had issued. And unfortunately, um, I'm being, uh, I don't know how to describe it other than whack-a-mole with yeah. a request for the body camera footage. Um, they don't want to give it up, which is weird, but their reason for denying it was, well, there's adolescence in the video. I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh, uh, you told me about children. that. Yeah, right. I can send you, you know, the birth certificates if you like, and they just never responded. So now we're at the case where it's like I got a subpoena of documents, and unfortunately, the only form that's apparent on the site is for subpoenaing people, which is not the right form, you, and I know that. You know um, what, man? I, what I will tell you and what was the most frustrating thing about my experience is – all of these things have magic words, right? You know, like for instance, on the hell demure thing, you know, I was looking, I spent hours looking for how to uh, ask for a case to be dismissed. And like you just said, I mean, the form that kept coming up is, you know, case dismissal. If you're the person who filed it and you want to dismiss your own case, fill out this form. And I'm like, but that's not what I want. And it took me hours until someone said, oh, you need to search on this magic term and that's when it came out. I, your problem probably is that you you don't know what what the you know what that title of that document is to do, to subpoena documents. It's I mean it's yeah, it, it's really interesting. I mean the site is really nice. You know as yeah. far as a court site goes, right? They have the standard forms, and then they have the family court specific forms for you know that that region or that district. And it's neat because you go through and you're like, you click each one of them and you're like, okay, I went through all these forms. None of these covers this. I know it has to exist because otherwise nobody could ever subpoena a record. You know that what? Can't be. Try, oh. try chat GPT. I didn't do this at first, but the other day I was just playing with it and I asked, you know, chat, chat GPT 3.5, how do I, you know, how do I write a, a, a proposed action to, or a proposed order or proposed order to sustain a demure. And it literally regurgitated out all the sections and everything. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, I wish I would have looked at that first. And then I asked it another question. And again, it threw out a template, not on the right paperwork, but all the right headings. Uh, and, you know, it didn't now, it didn't necessarily, I would try that because it might actually help you. It's like, what do I need to file to get documents from the court or from, from a, from a, I would, I'm trying to remember who you said. Who are you trying to get the video from? Um, it's a police department. Yeah. Okay. So, like, free. It's probably a freedom of information request, or did you try that already? A FOIA? Yeah that that was the one they denied. <laughs> so now it's like. Okay, so now you want to subpoena it for use in court, right? Which I guess makes sense because a freedom of inf a FOIA request is going to be more like. I want to make a video about it. So you're grabbing it. So they're not looking at, looking at you getting the information from a legal perspective to use in court. They're looking at it for you to grab, to write a story about or make a video about or something like that. So they're not even going to care that it's your kids. They're going to look at you. You know, and again, that's where I was just talking about. It. It's like the freaking magic words that you have to say to get the system to do exactly what you need. And it's, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. I wonder. Oh, and as, as you know, being part of the system, it's even 10 times more frustrating because, you know, if you more or less work within government, within part of the system, and you can't get it to go, what chance does a layman have who yeah, exactly. doesn't have even have resources that we have? 
I'm going to try to. That's the frustration. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask chat GPT this right now. I'm going to say, how do I sub, I don't even know how to spell this, Papina, uh, video from police for my court case. Let's see what it says. Oh, hire an attorney. Discovery request. Subpoenas. Whoa, stop scrolling. Stop scrolling. Let's see. If I bring this up on the screen, am I, oh, I am going to dox myself, so I'm not going to do that. So, uh, issue a subpoena. Subpoena is a... If the police possess the video evidence you need, your attorney may issue a subpoena. Subpoena is a legal doc. So that's what you're asking for is a, it's a, it's a, it's a subpoena. And then if they don't do it, then you would file a motion to compel. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. That's what I've been trying to do. It's just, uh, there's, there's two forms. There's ones for everything but family court. And then there's one for family court and I can find, there's the a, there's a separate the one for so I think I'm, huh yeah yeah well I, you know what I'll I'll look uh, I'll <laughs> I'll ping you on the Discord that you mentioned later and I'll see what I can find as well yeah I'll I'll send you what I what I've found before and it, you'll be interested to see like you know this is something that should be simple and I think for some people you know they they run into the same issue that we do on occasion you run into something you're like. I know what it is. I have the right the right link to the circumstance that I want, but it's just not the right form. And it's like, what? Oh God! And I I tell you, I I know I've been making the joke, the Harry Potter joke about Leviosa, Leviose. You know that that you know you're saying it wrong, and that's what it feels like. It feels like if you do not say, you don't say the term right. You don't submit the right form with the right spacing and the right, you know, whatever. Then it's like, nope, doesn't work. Sorry, you didn't do it right. The other thing, and I know you know this, but the other thing I'll just throw out for other people is, let me pull up YouTube. And it's uh, Alex, um, or the proper oh, person. Falcone. The proper per Actually, you know what? I don't even know if that's his actual. Yeah, it is. So Alex has, Alex Falcone, who runs the proper person and our Nevada judges, has different sections like this legal nuts and bolts series has a bazillion videos in it that cover everything. You know, that's how I actually figured out how to answer the complaint, how to do not the demure, but um, you know, now keep in mind all of Alex's stuff is specifically worded and covers the process and procedures in Nevada. But realistically, most of it is all the same. You know, it's, it's all very similar. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm trying. I wonder if I can. Alex, you know, I did not want to do that. Yeah, the name, the names of the people may change, or the names of the jurisdiction may change, but it's basically yeah, yeah, more or less more alike than it is different. Yeah, and they just call them different things. Like I think, for instance, in Nevada, he said that the motion and you know the demure is called is not in, in Nevada. They call it something different, and then other states use demure. And other, you know, I mean, so it just, it just depends on the specific. Now, the problem is though, is that you have to know what the specifics are in your, in your area, right? Like I, like for instance, when I filed my proposed sustainment of demure, initially it was rejected because I added name of plaintiff in the top section and they wanted that removed for some reason, even though all the other documents had it. And then I had called the court, the civil 
something. It was like supposed to be civil division, and I called it something else because a template I had was from a different county in California, and they rejected it for that. They're like, well, that's the wrong, you know, that's the wrong division. Our court name, you need to fix that. Our, it's like civil branch instead of civil division or something. So, I mean, it's like if you don't, if you don't say the spell the exact way, you're not going to get the results you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's the kicker with some of this stuff. I mean, it's kind of surprising that there isn't, you know, some universal reference that some third party came up with, you know, that just, you know, for $5 a month. It, it sure here, would. Here's, it, the, it sure here's would. English for the following things. You know, I think it's part of the whole game, right? Because it forces you to hire an attorney. Because, I mean, who really has the time to learn all this stuff and put all the time and effort into it? You know, I mean, it's almost like, I mean, this will be a, you might, you might, this might make sense to you, but it's like when I first set up my website and I had to learn uh, WordPress and learn some CSS coding to figure everything out. So I spent weeks doing that. I've since lost all that knowledge and I'd have to relearn it to do it again. You know, sometimes it's easier just to pay someone to say, you know, hey, I want this on, you know, I want it to look like this. Okay, clickety click, clackety clack, you know, give me $200. But, you know, so it's frustrating. I don't know if that's a good example. It might hurt less to take a, a good swig of milk and beat your head against the wall till it sours. Exactly. That's what it feels like. I mean, this whole civil case I was dealing with, that was I was beating my head against the wall on that one. Yeah, I'll have to send you what I got. Because yeah, do it, that. It's neat because it covers civil subpoenas, criminal subpoena, subpoena, doses, tectum. But none of these are usable for the family court. It's like, really? Come on. Yeah, it's frustrating. Well, Doesn't yeah. surprise it me, though. It just is what it is, you know, yeah. because, uh, I mean, I may just go ahead and subpoena the officer. It may just be easier. Um, but, you know, it would be a lot better to have the video to sit there and say, you know, listen, Your Honor, the person you see in court is not the person that is occurring on this video. Right, you know, right. The person you keep seeing in court is not the person we have on the video. What you're seeing is the exception, not the normal behavior. Right. Yeah. Copy that. Now you need to get that. You need. You definitely need to get that video. So, all right. I will look out for that on uh, on the Discord. Yeah, I mean the police officer actually recommended foiling the video, so you know there's something good on it. Yeah, you just now have to figure out the magic words to get it. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. All right. So. And somebody had asked, where was it? I'm trying to look at this. Uh, Defy Dad had said, uh, whoops, that did not come up. Why did that? Why is that not? Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. That was weird. Uh, Defy Dad says, uh, can you please drop the link to the site that we're helping with filing the court papers? I missed it. And uh, if there's another great site. Yeah, the site I'm using, and I am going to try to get, uh, see if I can, if they have it. They do have an affiliate program. I just got to figure out how I finish the the deal with that. But basically, we're talking about just answers. They have they have various experts. I did it looking for legal answers, and and let me see if I can show past questions. So I've asked. Let's see if I can flip around here. You know, what do I need to prepare an order? Uh, until what I mean is with 3.13.12, not 12, 3.1312 stating the, that the court sustains my 
blah, 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 without ability to mend. Right. So I asked that question. So he pointed me in the right direction. I asked him this one, what should I expect in preparation for my hearing? Uh, I asked a question about what, you know, the plaintiff keeps sending certified mail to my work. How do I get them to stop? They told me what I need to do for that and what needs to happen. You know, um, so, I mean, there is, so that was a different person. I asked this one looking for information. I'm working on a Gavron warning. This attorney who's, um, uh, what do you call it? A uh, family law expert is the one that answered that. So it's, it's, I think it's a pretty good service. And if they decide, I mean, if I can do a partnership with them, uh, I think that will be uh, beneficial for you guys and for me. <laughs> if I had the link, I'd say before you do it, get my affiliate link. But uh, I, it didn't, I don't have one yet. So anyways, hopefully that was helpful on that. I know I had some questions. So let me do this one. Sandy had said, uh, Dwayne, did you talk to your son once he understood about why you tried to tell him earlier or did you just leave it? Oh, that's a good question, Sandy. Um, trying to remember how that played out. Yeah, I mean, we have talked and now we do have more frank discussions. And now whenever he, he has a scenario where um, something happens, I'll say, you know, I have a YouTube channel that covers that. Or I'll say, you know, there's YouTube videos about that. He actually told me at one point when he was searching for stuff, he actually accidentally found some of my videos. <laughs> so uh, I think I would just say take it slow. You know, you just don't want, especially when they're younger, you don't want to basically tee up a potential wedge issue for yourself, basically if that makes any sense. So hopefully that was helpful. Hold on, I'm trying to see. Uh, do, do, do. Huh. That's interesting. Anyways, um, all right, sorry about that. So the next, the wise chat manager, who was the one who was actually on the phone earlier, says, uh, any advice on how to avoid crazy while dating? I seem to be a crazy magnet. Yes. And one, I mean, it goes back to boundaries, having good boundaries and keeping your eyes open for red flags. Now, the thing you got to remember, because it feels like you're a magnet, that I think my opinion is narcissistic people are constantly trolling, trolling, maybe that's not the word, fishing. I'll say fishing for targets, suitable sources of supply, which means they're going to cast their net out and try to see who they can get. Now, people who have healthy boundaries are going to weed those people out because it's, you know, there's like, nope. So, I would just say part of it and the other part of it is just taking things slow and having lower expectations. For instance, what I will say is when I way back when, 10 years ago, whenever I started dating Debbie, when we first met, I had very low expectations, not of her, but of what the relationship would be. I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is just to be, this will be a friend. 
maybe, you know, maybe it won't be a romantic thing. Maybe it'll just be somebody that, you know, I could do some stuff with. Uh, and I don't mean friends with benefits. I mean, you know, go out to eat or something like that. But, uh, and it was just, so I approached that whole thing with that kind of mindset, right? And, I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, Wise, you're probably in the situation to where you're similar in that regard. And then you're just like, oh my God, I just keep running into to toxic people. Now, I will say, for me personally, if anything was ever to happen with my relationship with Debbie, which I don't see that, that, that occurring, I do not have any desire to focus my attention or efforts on dating. I will work on other things. And if somebody happens to randomly come into my life and it would do something, fine, but I am not going to actively be looking for a relationship, but that's just kind of where I'm at. And I don't, you know, the, the gamesmanship of dating is just something I'm not really interested in anymore. Um, you know, maybe you're in that mode or maybe you're not, I don't know. It's hard to say. I would say the other thing to add into that is, and I don't think this is your issue, but I'll just say this for anyone else listening. You have to be okay in your, by yourself. You, and what I mean is, is you have to be okay to go to the movies by yourself. You have to be okay just sitting, you know, in your own presence and going out to eat by yourself. If, if you're in the mode to where you feel uncomfortable or you feel like I really need somebody in my life, you have some work you need to do. And I had that myself because I did have big issues with being alone and feeling like I wasn't comfortable in that environment. Like earlier today, I went to my favorite restaurants to their little buffet by myself. And I just sat there and read news articles on my phone. So like I was reading a newspaper, I had my meal, I chatted with the staff there because I go there all the time and it feels like I'm there all the time. The guy used to joke, I'll see you tomorrow. But, uh, you know, it just takes time. So, and, and I would say that until you get to that point, again, I don't think this is your issue wise, but if you're kind of thinking about the same question is you got to get to the point where you're okay with yourself so that your boundaries are better. So let me also just pull up on my website on the resources tab. And every time I hit a tab when I'm live streaming, it takes forever to load. This book right here, Rebuilding When Your Relationship Ends by Bruce Fisher and Robert Alberti. And I could have sworn I had a, a picture of it. I wonder if they took it down. Let me, uh, let me see what happens when I click it. So this one right here, I thought this was a very, this book really helped me in the early stages of it and of, of the divorce and everything and trying to figure this stuff out. And uh, it, it was helpful to look at relationships differently. So maybe that might be helpful for you as well. I do not know why that's not. Huh. How interesting. I wonder if I must have done something wrong because the, the cover page isn't coming up anymore. How weird. Weird, weird. All right, let me scroll down to the bottom of the comments. Oh, good. The Y says, sir, thank you for the book recommendation. Yeah, it's, it, it was very helpful for me. I forget. I haven't talked about that in a while. So what are we at? We're at an hour and a half. So 
Illuminating Manuscript says the dating scene is super toxic nowadays, absolutely filled with crazy narcs. Yeah, I would not. I mean, it's, I mean, okay. I'm not in, technically I'm not in the dating scene. Uh, And maybe the information, the content that keeps getting served to me on YouTube is reinforcing the toxicity of it. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it does not seem to be a fun thing. It seems like some people have, I mean, there's like the meme where all the different things that, uh, that uh, are deal breakers for some women on relationships. You know, I saw one the other day, it was like, you know, list, you know, 495, you know, I think it was, uh, what was it? It was, uh, you know, if they send me an Instagram reel, then they're no, no, there's no date, no relationship. You know, it's like, wow. You know, how many things are there that you have to have to jump through? Let's see here. Ooh, Johnny says single life is addicting. No one to deal with and no threats to anything I have. Johnny, I so can understand that and relate to that. You know, I mean, even in my relationship with Debbie, I mean, she has her own place. I might have my place. And uh, yeah, it's like the idea of intermingling stuff with the potential to get drugged back into another court nightmare is not an appealing, is not an appealing thing at all. Johnny also says empathetic people attract narcs. And part of the, see, here's the thing. Part of the problem is, sorry, is empathetic people tend to have very, very bad boundaries. You can be empathetic. I'm, I consider myself very empathetic, but my threshold for BS nowadays is done. You know, people aren't going to be able to use that empathy and that codependency that I used to have to manipulate me to get me to do things that I don't want to do. So, excuse me. Let's see. Sunny Day says, I'm 62. Female had to really learn to be alone and self-care. Been alone and happy over three years now. It took so long to figure it out. I attracted narcs in my life, learned boundaries, and fixed self-esteem. Outstanding. Actually, I'm going to do this. Whoops, I keep pushing, go to push the wrong button. Sunny Days, congratulations to you because that is, you know, that is the key. That right there, becoming okay. And here's the crazy part. Typically what happens, and this is, this is kind of what that book was talking about. And I, maybe I shouldn't say it because it's kind of towards the end, but basically it's like, if you've gone through all this and you've, and you've, you know, you've gone through the building, building blocks of the program they're talking about at the end, it's like, you're either going to attract somebody that's at your level or you'll be alone, but you'll be okay being alone. Right. And that right there is that that's what changes everything. And typically what happens when you get to that point that's when you can find somebody who who can meet you at the same level, so to speak. Sunny Days also says, love my peace in singlehood. You know, I think peace <laughs> is the greatest gift that we can find. Now, don't get me wrong. It would be amazing to find that and have somebody 
in your life and, you know, in your house, so to speak. But, uh, you know, it's sometimes it's, you just gotta, you just gotta have the right mindset on this. So, all right, I'm just, let me double check the, the favorites to make sure I didn't miss any of the comments. Okay. I did that one. I did that one. I did that one. Alrighty. Where are we at? 31 people. All right. So again, if you want to get my attention, just put Q in the comment so that I know you're asking a question and I will highlight that. Oh, I missed most of what did you uh, did you see it was saying. So let me uh, let me let me look at that. Okay, so all right. Sorry about that. Oh, court facilitator. Linda had mentioned this earlier. Whenever we were, I was trying to remember court facilitators. So there's like the legal library and the court facilitator. I remember when they told me about that and my, my, my court has the same thing. It's like, well, you can go to the law library for this, but if you need help with the documents, go there. <clears throat> and that, you know, but they can't actually, I think just answers is kind of like the court facilitators. Like they point you in the right direction. They can't give you really legal advice because they're not your attorney. You don't have an attorney client relationship, but, um, and then it, for me, the court was an hour away. So I, Going there was not something that was going to be easy. It was going to be, you know, like a whole day thing to do something like that. All right, man, I obviously missed a bunch. So I'm trying to, again, if, if somebody had a question I haven't hit, just please repost it and put Q so that I know, um, know what's going on. So I can cover that. All right. I think we're kind of, I think we kind of hit everything. So I'm just going to wait a few to, uh, to, before I wrap everything up. Johnny says, Scottish viewer here, our whole systems unique and nothing at all based on the English system, which all English speaking ex colonies are based on. R is alien to everyone else. Ooh, that's rough. That's that make I mean I will say that that is one good thing about the British system being like ours the Canadian system. I mean it's there's a lot of similarity. I mean obviously it's different, but there's enough similarities to where you can you can glean some some ways to do things from each other. I that would be really frustrating to be on a completely separate system and trying to figure it out cuz that means even, you know, the 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 wealth of information to like look online is going to be a lot less, which would be incredibly frustrating. So Johnny says I'm empathetic, but boundaries formed from previous X ex, X's X narcs latched onto them imploded when she found the boundaries. Scary thing. She is only, she is one of three sisters. All have X's obsessed with them. Yeah, they all seem to follow the same patterns. So definitely. Yeah, and I, and what I would say, 
I almost don't want to say this, but if you, if you find yourself, you know, and maybe your relationship hasn't imploded and you're like, wow, my, my spouse, you know, they're like in this situation, you know, they're two sisters, both of their relationships have exploded. Oh, actually on that, now that I think about it, the other relationship that I know of that as far as I know, hasn't, hasn't fallen apart would be my ex's sister, but they're Mennonites. So that complicates things. So anyways, I digress. So on that, uh, I am going to wrap this up. I think we've been on for hour and 40 minutes. I think that's good. Um, I, I think I'm going to try to be here in the morning. We'll do the hour show. Uh, I am going to recognize the, hold on, let me get myself positioned correctly. I'm going to recognize the channel members. Now there's one on this list that just did it today and I wasn't able to do it, but the folks scrolling across the screen right now have become channel members. They've hit the join button. They get the custom emojis and all that kind of stuff. And they help me keep the lights on. And I really appreciate that. So, but I appreciate all you guys that hung out with me today, asked some good questions, some good phone calls. I really appreciate that. I hope you have an outstanding rest of your day, this wonderful Sunday. And uh, I'll catch you on the next one. 